Sippers, welcome to this episode of the Tea With Me podcast with me, Shane Todd. It's a US election episode. We're talking about Trump. We're talking about Joe Biden. I am bringing on a political expert, an American political expert, but it's still going to be funny, I hope. But we are going to talk a little bit of politics, find out what's going on over there with those two crazy old guys. Before we start, let me plug two things. Patreon.com slash Tea With Me podcast is where... You can buy some bonus content. It's where we put up an extra episode of the podcast every week. Me and producer Dan, my stand-up special from last year's on it. We do a live episode every week. Or every week. We do a live episode every month, Jesus Christ. And then there was a month in between where we didn't do it, but now we are going to do it every month. Also, I got a plug. So that's patreon.com slash tea with me podcast. I also got a plug, Manscaped, our sponsor. Uh, one of our two sponsors, Manscaped, is below the belt men's grooming. Listen, whenever you need to be a little bit more aerodynamic in the pants department, you go to manscaped.com, you find the lawnmower 3.0. In fact, of loads of products. I mean, if you've ever wanted to go on a website that has toner for your balls or wipes for your balls, you go to manscaped.com, use the code T with me for free shipping and 20% off. Uh, I have a little travel bag from Manscaped. I have the lawnmower 3.0. Let me tell you, down there looks like I'm running out of ball, guys, to say everywhere. It looks like Right Said Fred, the two brothers from Right Said Fred down there. And Right Said Fred were great because they sang that, sang that song, I'm Too Sexy. And then, and it used to say, I'm too sexy for my shirt. And that in itself, okay. And then it gets weirder in the song because then halfway through it, the guy goes, I'm too sexy for pussy, for pussy cat. And I enjoy that because the, he's a bald gay guy. So what is there not to enjoy about him being too sexy for pussycats? Anyway, go to manscaped.com. Use the code T with me for free shipping and 20% off. You know, if you're a gentleman who needs to get himself groomed down there, if you're a lady who needs to get her gentleman groomed down there because you're going to divorce him if he doesn't, go to manscaped.com. Let's crack on with the episode. I am bringing on a top U.S. political correspondent. What does this guy not know about U.S. politics? Let's find out. Let's make sense of this American situation. Let's see what's going on with the polls. I don't even know what a poll is. You know, it's what my uncle used to slide down for work. But here is one of the top political experts in U.S. voting politics, Karen Bartlett. Karen, you're in Washington, is that right? Yeah. Um I'm hanging out the back of Connor Washington's house. Just uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're hanging out the back of Connor Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not quite. Uh, yeah, but look, um, look, mate, you're one of the leading lights in political correspondence. I mean, to say that you're just you're just an intelligent friend of mine. So I thought I'd bring you on. I think we can shoot the shit. We can talk about the American elections a little bit because sure. I have developed quite an interest in this right towards the end of it. If you know what I mean, like, yeah. I think if I'd have followed the run-up, I would have just got tired of the whole thing. But I'm in now at the climactic moment. I've been watching documentaries. I've been reading articles online. And I don't know what your level of interest in this is, but it, it is good. Like, it's two, it's two grandas wanting to knock the fuck out of each other, essentially. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think to describe me as a leading light of political discourse is, um, is amazing, really. But, uh, yeah, I think... It basically is like, as you say, two just two just old bastards who should be 
definitely more scared of coronavirus than they are. Um, yeah, death. Just scared of death. Yeah, you know the only thing that people their age should care about is heat. You know yeah. what I mean? Heat for <laughs> heat for the winter, like um, um, whether there's enough enough coin coming in to to pay for <laughs> I don't know peat logs, but um, yeah, mate, it's just uh, peat briquettes. Um, it's been a weird uh, it's a weird time for me in in terms of my interest in politics because probably four years ago I was way more interested and into it in a way of like. I'm watching every debate. I'm watching every single thing. And this time around, I, I think it's obviously pandemic stuff has made me not want to watch anything too too negative or too depressing. I don't know, mate. Just like the last four years of political, four or five years of political uh, elections and referenda have just been such a, did you notice I said referenda? I was going to pick um, up on two things, one being <laughs> referenda and the other, that microphone is a wee bit picky, so here, would you just fire that oh. off? Yeah, hang on. Yeah, no worries. But yes, I mean, if we don't learn anything over the next hour about the US elections, but we do know that the plural for referendum is referenda, <laughs> then I think it's been a worthwhile podcast for people to listen to. Yeah, I think... Um, I'm getting to this audio thing here. Yeah, I think... Oh, that's why. Tell me, is this better? Is it, uh, it's like not letting me. Shit. Um. While while you figure while you figure that out, oh, let me that, just say. Is that better, is that better now? When it's infinitely worse, infinitely worse. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it couldn't be worse. It sounds like you're one of the Chilean miners, um, right. trying to communicate with above ground. No, no. I'm gonna be honest. In a word. What no. about this? What about this? Vaguely. Sorry. What about what about this? Is this better? <laughs> I mean, it's good podcast content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, count to five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Okay. Sorry, mate. Um. No, don't worry. So, no, that that is actually better. Okay. So, I sort of think I th- when, when I say this, I mean this. This is all conjecture. It's all opinion because. I think everybody, no, like people thought Hillary Clinton was going to win that last election, and she actually got a couple of million more votes. But because of the way the electoral college system works, yes, uh, let me let, let me ask you to briefly describe that to me because I remember right. going to bed for the uh, before the last election and going to bed thinking, oh, and in the morning when I wake up, I'll watch bre- uh, like BBC BBC Breakfast, and it'll say Hillary Clinton's won because when I went to bed. All the coverage was basically like here. You can hit the scratcher now because your your girl Hillary's in. Don't worry about it. You know, just hit the hay and it'll be fine. And then I woke yeah. up and Donnie was there on the screen, <laughs> just yeah. like just like you should have waited up while you were sleeping. I became president. <laughs> That's what he did. He did something think, shifty when everyone was asleep. I think um, I think there was two reasons for that. I think the first one is a lot of the a lot of the polling uh, companies and things like that last time around had messed up and didn't account enough for American voters without a college degree. And it was like a demographic that, thing that they messed up counting. And what do you mean so, without, what, 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 what do you mean, sorry, what do you mean without, without a college degree? I don't know what the electoral college is. It sounds oh, like sorry, someone, sorry, it sounds, that's two different things, like a, sorry. 
It sounds like a building full of fucking nerds, if I'm honest with you. No, sorry. Two, two different things. So forget about the Electoral College for now. Just okay. like in terms of polling, like an asking pe- exit polls and asking people here, who did you vote for? More people did vote for Hillary Clinton. So all, right, I'll explain this. All the, like she had a couple more million votes than Donald Trump across right. all of America, right? Yeah. And that's why a lot of people thought she was definitely going to win. I mean, to right? me, to the uneducated <laughs> person, it sounds right. like she should have won. The second reason for it is the electoral college system. So in the Westminster elections, we have the first past the post system, right? So do you know the way somewhere like, uh, think of a constituency like, and, uh, and, Every, there, there's one MP Lost for, for, sure. for there's one MP say for every constituency, right? Right. Um, and it's whoever, whichever party wins the most constituencies, the leader of that party will become the prime minister, essentially, right? Okay, yeah, I get that. If, yeah. they, if they have a majority of the seats, um, so that's how it works here. In our, if you think about somewhere like. Uh, our assembly elections, there might be more MLAs for somewhere like uh, West Belfast or South Belfast than there are for a different constituency that has fewer people living in it. So I get you. Um, in America, they kind of use that sort of system where states that have more people in them return more uh, people to the uh, Congress, so to the House of Representatives and to the Senate. And so each state is given a certain number of electoral college votes. So say Donald Trump wins Texas, there's 38, there's 38 electoral college votes for Texas. So that's worth more than winning somewhere like New Hampshire, which has four. Delaware. Yeah, I don't know how many Delaware has, but I, like, I, think, I think I've done well naming New Hampshire, putting that on the whole. <laughs> anyway. So if you win, so if he wins Texas, he might say he gets a it'll be more than this, but say he gets a million votes in Texas. That might be that, and, and that wins, and that wins. He, that means he's got a million votes there, and he, but he gets 38 electoral college points. He needs 270 electoral college votes to get. Uh, into the White House again. So say he wins Texas with a million votes, you yep. could win New Hampshire with a hundred thousand votes. Yep, get you. Do you know what I mean? So say, but so say somebody wins nine smaller states, which adds up to forty uh, electoral college votes, but they've maybe only needed five hundred thousand actual voters to get that. You're actually getting less votes, but you're getting more electoral college. So that's how. He got in last time was he won loads of what they call the swing states which is like the states that you know aren't always democrat or aren't always republican like the ones that decide the election are these ones that change so like states like ohio iowa florida georgia you know they change so um he won a lot of those last time convincingly but now in polls that are probably more accurate now joe biden is either winning them or he's losing by a lot less so that's kind of why it's complex now and why it could really be either of them, but likely to be Biden, but might not be. 
do you think it'll be tough for Joe Biden? Because if he does become president, obviously, you know, chances are he's going to die in natural causes within about six weeks. The, the, issue, the issue is, is that if he runs out of heat in me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that blanket slips off his knees, he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Like imagine, imagine he had to go to like a a, a relatively cold climate to discuss something. He yeah. he, could, he could die just at the thought of being cold. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so, so I didn't have like much of an. I mean, I don't even have interest in local politics. Never mind American politics. Yeah. But then I watched that program, uh, Channel Four documentary. Tweets from the White House. Which, oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, very. It's just literally all about the amount of tweets Donald Trump had sent before he became president, and then how much his daily Twitter activity. Because you know, it's the ultimate like propaganda. It's instant. You can start a message, and it just it doesn't need to be fact checked. It doesn't need to be anything else, and it just yeah. becomes a thing. And uh, like, I didn't realize. I don't think I follow him on Twitter. Um, and I'm sure he'll be devastated by that. Uh, but <laughs> but <laughs> we got to get this. I mean, I'm going to tr- throughout this podcast, I think I'll probably do quite a few Trump impressions, but That's I can okay. just imagine I can imagine him sending his staff like, love the McGoldrick stuff. We got to get this guy following me. <laughs> Not a bad impression, Louis. No, nah, I, I, I can do better, but, but it just seems like, like his tweets are not not what you would expect from the president. They're not what you would expect from a well, he, person. You know, it is... He's not, he's not very presidential in the traditional sense, but it's a weird one because sometimes sometimes what happens is when people want to talk about this kind of thing, they end up focusing on things that they don't like about him or that they don't that they presume they don't like about his voters. But in order to understand it, you actually need to think like his voters do you know what i mean like why are so many people voting for him they're they, they can't all be racist sexist assholes. yeah yeah no definitely some of them are reasonable people I, he, I mean look look at it i'm not I, this isn't me advocating by the way for him because i can't stand him and i, I don't agree with his politics having said that like he, do, he, he has done things that would appeal to a lot of people in america so they haven't been at war under him, which is a good thing for a lot of Americans because there was war for, you know, the guts of 20 years with the Iraq wars. Then he, he has done things that help their uh, business owners and rich people out by giving them different tax breaks. So he actually puts money into their pockets. Yeah, so what about, what about as well when, when everybody's like, oh, Kim Jong-un's an enemy of America, he's got nuclear weapons or whatever, and Trump was like, get Dennis Rodman on the phone. He's like, Dennis. Yeah. Get 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 your vest on and go over there and like sort it out. And then I know you're doing that Netflix documentary, but can you jump over to uh, Korea <laughs> yeah. and party with us? Um, yeah, I mean, not that, like ten years ago, not the two guys you thought would bring peace between North Korea and America no. were basketball star Dennis Rodman and the Apprentice guy Donald Trump. But I mean, he seemed to go over to North Korea and like, never mind, like get the peace deal done. Or I don't know if there's an official deal, but you know, mm. kind of some sort of truce. But like he did that amongst the backdrop of calling Kim Jong Un Rocket Man, <laughs> you know, and like and being yeah, really slight. He, he called him fat what, too. Like that's what, that's what's mad about it though is that, as you say, two people ten years ago could you've seen that? It's 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 chaos. Like I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's good for the world, and I don't think Boris Johnson is good for the world. I think having people like Anton Parr 
gives license to assholes in everyday life to keep doing what they're doing and not be questioned because nobody questions these people. Apparently, I read this earlier that apparently Boris Johnson ruffles his hair before he goes on camera. Well, and- one one thousand million percent, and that has always been his shtick because when he when he used to go on Have I Got News for You, um, and even even whenever he was interviewed in the past, he he did this thing, and comedians do it too, where you know Dylan Moran, for example. That's, who, that's exactly who I thought of. That's weird. Well, that's well, well, maybe not when you know that we think that we both do stand up. Yeah. You know, he yeah. goes on with his hair ruffled with a glass of red wine and goes on and pretends to be like, you know, a drunk guy talking gibberish that actually is funny and yeah. makes sense. And I've spoke to so many people who go, That's amazing that he does that when he's drunk and he's making it up. And I'm like, No, no, no. The whole act is you think yeah. he's this disheveled guy drunk as i guarantee you he's he's not drunk on stage and that might yeah. not even be real why i don't know but yeah but, but when you see Bob johnson going on and and you know uh you know talking like that well you know when he's given these briefs that he doesn't talk like that so yeah. so that's an act the act is he's this foppish kind of lovable Egypt. like a buffoon like a lovable buffoon yeah exactly exactly it's depressing i mean the scary thing for me is that you know, 20 years ago, you know, po- po- you know, like politicians were trying to help poor kids and footballers were assholes. And now it's <laughs> the other way around. Like, it's, it's weird. It's weird. Pe- people have slagged footballers for so long. And I have to say, like, I- I've grown up idolizing Premier League footballers, like, you know what I mean? And never becoming anything like one. But I idolized, I idolized so many of, of the Premier League players when I was a kid. And I still do. I mean, it's weird to say I I look up to somebody like Marcus Rashford and go, that guy's 20, was he 22, making a difference in the world? And you go, he he gets shit on. And players get shit on for the money they make. And I, I always think like, you know, they're filling, you know, usually outside of the pandemic, they're filling the stadium every every week. Of course, they should be getting some of, some of that money. Do you they're know what I mean? So, but, but, but their salary is... And it's not even a, you know, when people bring like the NHS and nurses in. I mean, look, yeah. in an ideal world, doctors, like, you know, nurses and doctors and anyone who works for the NHS yeah. should be earning mega bucks, right? But but yeah. but that isn't the way it is. But footballers earn millions, tens of millions, whatever. But that's relative compared to what their industry generates. It's not their yeah. fault that their yeah. industry is, so, like, no footballer thinks that he does a more noble job than a nurse or a doctor. Yeah. They don't think that. They all yeah. footballers are aware that they play a sport, they entertain people. And just like people. yeah, I hear I just I totally agree with you. I hear when people say stuff like, oh you know, politicians do deserve a pay rise, should be taking this money off footballers. And I'm like, no politicians are getting paid public money and they fucking squander it. Whereas if you don't like a footballer, you don't you don't pay for any sports subscriptions, don't go to the matches. That's how they live and die is on People actually going as a private transaction and giving them their own money. That's how it works. But like seeing seeing somebody like Rashford doing what he's doing on and off the pitch at the same time, and you know can't even get a a reply to a letter from Boris Johnson or uh, you know Matt Hancock, uh, health secretary, is literally getting shit on by all the other politicians because he's not answering any questions or answering their their letters. Um, you know, it's just a weird time. And so uh, with all that in mind, I, I've just been sort of following things mostly on Twitter. 
yeah and read you uh, reading some articles but of generally it's weird my my trust in a lot of news sources has diminished greatly in the last five years and i, I don't know i just I, watch it less and less i don't think mine has because not any more so than it was because mm-hmm. like you I, I know you're but you're like um degree background is in uh, is in the history of journal print journalism and the history of journalism and i think i've always grown up thinking well any news source any newspaper i read any tv channel i watch you know there's an agenda from the owners of that station that channel from even the journalists who work who work there you know there has yeah. to be because no one is really well there are very very few people that really are down the line on like completely yeah. down the middle on politics like i like like you know it's different like if i say you know when it comes to orange and green in this country um when it comes to all that kind of stuff i genuinely do not have an opinion on it. like people will say that yeah. but then you know you give them like whiskey you know some people like whiskey unlocks everything like some guy i'll be like man i'm down the middle i honestly don't care about that stuff and he has a nip of whiskey and then he's like but listen you know he's like come here the thing yeah. though about the the British, you know, and you're like, Mate, what are you, yeah. what are you doing? Hand around the back of your neck, you know, forcibly. <laughs> you don't know if he's gonna snog you or ask you to join the IRA. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or ideally both. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I do. Or or do we just buy into this thing that the 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 popular opinion I think is people are more disengaged from politics now than they have ever been from news from all that. But is that is this just a is this a what would you say uh, something that's happened before and it just comes and swings and round about this this yeah. complete distrust of news and and newspapers I and I think it does go swings and roundabouts. I don't know about it in journalistic terms if it's if it's that. I think politically it is. I think there's all there's usually a swing towards an extreme in. Uh, politics when there's you know shit financial circumstances so going back to you know 2008 the housing crash you know uh labor, labor and all that kind of get turfed out uh, and uh what do you call them the conservatives come in they've been in for since since around that time you know in in the aftermath of the of the housing crash so there's a swing towards more conservative politics and, and some extreme fringes within that then so you had like you kept doing well at that time or at least being very loud and well represented on tv even if they didn't do well in elections per se um so it's a weird it's a, that has happened and that happened in other countries too in the last 10 years and i think it's because it has happened in a lot of european countries that and in america that that's why I don't know, it becomes to me like relentlessly sort of glib and grim, you know what I mean? Where, you know, there's just like, a, there's a, you know, like if you watch something like the class in 92 and I know they're like Northern guys and they're talking about like Manchester in the nineties, but they're talking about that sort of sense of hope that there was in the nineties and that young, it was a young person's world and young people could do things and all that kind of stuff. I feel like, I feel like we experienced that to a certain extent here in in, in uh, Belfast, like in around that same time, you know, you had the peace deal and then the next few years after that, there was just more optimism. Yeah. And I feel like that optimism has just been eroded like hard in the last 10 years. So it's been, it, it can just be a bit, a bit rare, like, but I mean, 
hopefully, I mean, for me, hopefully, you know, there's a change of uh, politics over there, which will then be followed, hopefully, again, by a change in politics here. The, um, the, um, the big, one of the big things of that documentary of tweets from the White House was mm-hmm. as soon as Trump almost coined that phrase, fake news, you know, as soon as he just tweeted those two words, then that became that that shift then from that phrase become used in popular culture that 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 then dismisses anything and everything and one of the things i like like i i am not like you know i'm not really especially when it comes to politics a deep thinker you know but i definitely see uh trends and i see like i can definitely say oh this person would be from the left this person would be from the right and um it, it, for for people who talk so much about fake news, and I get that there is definitely like fake news is a thing. It's not a thing everywhere across the board. Not yeah. every news story from mainstream press is fake news. But um, when you see people I know, people I'm friends with on Facebook that I um that like you know aren't journalists, aren't performers, have never expressed political tendencies before. I see them post a lot of right wing stuff, a lot of a lot of pro Trump stuff, especially in Northern Ireland, a lot of pro Trump stuff. And th- these people's whole thing is fake news. It's fake news, but the sheer amount of posts that I see getting removed for fact checking, yeah, is is crazy. It's like it's all about fake news, fake news. Then this, I see these people post stuff up about a quote that's maybe attributed to. Uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden or or anyone yeah. who's not right wing, and Facebook take it down and say, "This is not true because this person didn't say this." Then mm. the person underneath is like, "Oh yeah, who who cares?" You know, the point's still the same. And I'm like, if if your whole agenda is there are fake, there's fake news out there, and you are sharing that fake news and basing yeah. your your opinions on it, then like, how do you not see the hypocrisy? And then yeah. there's so much about the left-wing stuff that annoys me too it's almost yeah. like kieran it's almost like the sweet spot is somewhere in the middle it's almost like it's almost like you can look at each thing individually and go i agree with that i don't agree with that as opposed to yeah. going i'll only agree with stuff if it falls in line with this or that yeah yeah definitely a, a more that's, and that's why i'm joining the alliance party yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's it mate that that gray the, the gray area and being comfortable in shades of gray uh is is so important but everybody prefers to see things now in you know black and white and like simplified things and you know things are pushed towards the edges to make things more extreme i mean even like that's like stuff like clickbait and everything like that you know we're you know sky sports are famous for for doing their heated debate videos and where the titles of the videos are just like yeah. nonsense two pundits no one was hated they're just talking about you know how shit united are this season or something like and it's just like it's all it's all stuff like that where people just want it's all to sell it's all to sell content because they just want the most extreme you know the most extreme forms of stuff and they want that they agree and that that's one issue with social media in a, in a way was um during like the the last Westminster elections and definitely around Brexit, around the referendum was, I mean again when I whenever I went to bed on those two nights I was going well there's not going to be Brexit and Jeremy Corbyn might actually get in here, and it's like, 
you know, wake up the next morning, it's, you know, Brexit's on and it's the worst performance Labour have ever had. But on my, like, Twitter feed, it was like, you know, my God, Labour are back. So, and that that's probably because Twitter arranges your stuff you're saying based on stuff you've clicked before and stuff you've liked. So my politics obviously leaning more towards, you know, uh, the left than, than right. Um, but again, being sort of generally in the middle and over towards the left, um, like, you know, that, that kind of thing has obviously reflected on what I'm being shown. But then that's dangerous because that means I'm totally shocked whenever, you know, the results come in. You go, Jesus, like, how did that even happen whenever everything I was telling me was the, the opposite? So it's a kind of weird, I don't know. Do you think it's fair to say that, do you think it's fair to say that there isn't really, and again, I might get murdered in the comments for this, right? But I'm prefixing this with, I don't fully understand what a lot of I'm saying is. So I'm not approaching this like, you know, I joke about oh, you're a political expert and stuff. We're obviously just I'm not talking. Yeah, we're talking shit here. My point is, is it fair to say that there is no, there, there is no such thing really as like, that, well, people like me and you, I think that are, that genuinely are in the middle and look at each thing individually. That's like the left now. So the, the middle is now the left because that, that is, that is a liberal attitude surely of. It is, it is liberal. It, it's, it's the, it's becoming more like the middle. I think that that is like more that sort of, that sort of liberalism is becoming to me more like the middle because the, extremes on the right and the extremes on the left are getting so far out so like you have yeah. people that are extremely leftist who i i mean i can't agree with the stuff they're arguing for the things but that, that but but they're they right want. is this a stupid sentence that a lot of people are so far left that they are right because the left has to be yeah. about you know about free speech about um you know you think but about, you start, like, yeah but if you start imposing laws about words people are supposed to use for things then that is to me that is fascism so but it reminds you know, maybe, me maybe i'll comment out so i don't get murdered it, it reminds yeah. me of politics here in in that what i what i what i think in my uh and i can't it's, i was about to say like my like i don't mean narrow mind i mean like small mind is that and that and that is proof that I don't even know the phrase to say that I'm I'm not that I'm not really that intelligent, right? Because you know, look at me, like you know, I I've great like I'm I'm okay with it because like I've great hair, but I don't I wouldn't say I'm very smart, right? So what I mean is I I hate politics here, but controversial opinion I know it is, but yeah, sure. People can I people have to. Um, you're so fixed to an opinion if you're one side or the other here, not left and right. If you're orange or green, um, yeah, you have to, your opinion has to fall in line with all this like historic stuff. Right. So you can't yeah. go, you can, you can't go even on one issue. You can't be like, actually, so say you're uh, a Sinn Féin voter. You can't say, actually the DUP are behind this thing. I actually do agree with that. You, you can't, but that comes to the detriment of, the people who vote for you at times and all that, like, yeah. and and that is kind of the left and right thing of no one on the left is is able to go 
or very few people, I don't see them anywhere, is able to be like, listen, I have this opinion that doesn't fall in line with other people here, but it's just an opinion. Like, there, there's no room for maneuver yeah. on, on any side. And that's like, I, you, know, you know, the chats I enjoy having with friends are like, not everyone's going to think the same on stuff. And like, yeah. the, I think a big problem, sometimes you're almost scared to bring something up because you don't know a lot about it, but maybe you want to ask or you want to learn about it. Yeah. So, but people are like, you know, you can't, you can't say that. You, you can't even discuss this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but I want to learn more about it. You know, yeah. it's not ignorant to not know about something. It's ignorant to not want to learn about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah, it's there are topics that are like that that are hard to even ask questions about. And when you do, people get very uncomfortable. My fa- my favorite conversations I have about politics are when you're in England and somebody you don't know hears your accent and starts talking to you about Northern Ireland. I love that. Yeah, I mean, people are very quick to like to say genuinely. As the sentence said so much whenever I'm in yeah different parts of England or the UK is. Oh yeah, Belfast. It's all it's all like bombs and and guns over there. And and I think this this became a thing where people would always say, "Oh, everyone there has a gun under their pillow." And you're like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Why would I keep a gun on my pillow? I'm gonna roll on that in the night. And I'm gonna get a crick in my neck. I keep it under my bed. You fucking pervert." Uh, that's 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 where I keep my Remy under the pillow. You know what I mean? Who's he? I think there's something weird about that though. Like I think I think when the, the one I get a lot off when I'm over there is. How's it going over there? <laughs> yeah. Like uh, it's cold. Mostly it rains a lot. You know what I mean, yeah. there's as many dicks as there are assholes. Do you know what I mean? But there's a lot of sand people too. Look, like, yeah. you know, I think that's the official tourist board slogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dicks and assholes, sand, sand people too. Yeah. Uh, Trump has been cut today. Um, like his odds have been cut overnight, like significantly. He's as short as twenty three to twenty for some people. Best price is six to four, um, and Biden's odds have apparently drifted from eight to fifteen to eight to thirteen in places. Mm. Uh, meaning his implied chance has fallen by more than three percent, according to bookmakers. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to be one of these guys who stays up for the election, but then again, I'm a thirty two year old guy, and yeah. I, I I I like to sleep, and I have a baby, and I don't think that like the last thing i used to stay up for was like wrestlemania you know i would have done that yeah in the early noughties i've done some ufc fights i've stayed up for and it's brutal like is there anything three weeks to recover is there anything worse than stand up for ufc fight that ends in like 20 seconds and yeah you're like that anyway and then you blink and actually miss it happening you're better but do you know what i hate though when you don't do that and you try to not be contacted about it or not read anything, yeah. and then like somebody you chat with somebody before you watch it the next day and they ring you and go, Oh, did you see McGregor compete? And you're like, Yeah, you open your curtains in the morning, the window cleaners there through the class. <laughs> the loss, mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the 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 thing that I, I always think, and I make jokes obviously quite a lot about you know, why do people in like Northern Ireland talk so much about the US elections? Like, let's focus on our own stuff and it doesn't affect us in any way. But then again, it does. Cause like, I enjoy going to America, like, I don't know, four or five times a year. I like going performing out there. I like, I like spending time there. And I think that 
the next time I go back, I'll probably go back to a very different America than when I went there before. Because, you know, people talk a lot about the stereotype of rude Americans, ignorant Americans, um, of, of all the, you know, dumb Americans. Yeah. Some people you meet in America, like, it's all, it's almost, again, it's almost like there's bad people everywhere you go and there's good people everywhere you go. Yeah, for the most yeah. part, when I'm in America, especially out of like, you know, out of big cities and stuff, the yeah. nicest people, the, the, uh, the out nicest of, I would people. Say, I would say out of, out of LA and out of, uh, and even in LA, there was nice people out of LA and in New York. Yeah. Everybody pretty much I met was signed. Yeah. And the main thing there is that like, people that are rude to you there or short with you or customer service and stuff. No one's re- no one in New York and LA is really from New York and LA. So you're not, they're not actually the people, you know what I mean? Yeah. The people that you connect with that you find are really, really nice. But it's, it's I, like I, that London too. Like you go to London, people, you yeah. know, people are kind of short with you because the, the, the serve another 200 people in the next hour. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. sheer, sheer volume of like people there just makes it a bit weird i don't know about la like i think there's great things about it but i don't know about like i like it i mean it's totally false it's it's false it's plastic the the sun's out you know nowhere am i more in my element in la where everybody's fake everybody's walking about in vests with shorts on that are far too short just having smoothies uh that's that's that la is 100 me in my natural my natural environment (laughs) i (laughs) <laughs> I uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen so much on social media of friends that are that live in America saying, um, you know, if Trump gets back in, I'm leaving. That's it, I'm leaving. But has has anyone ever left based on something like the that? Only, the only person I know who who actually went, if this happens, I'm leaving and left. And I say I know them was John Cleese. I know he he left Britain when Brexit got voted for. He just was like, I'm not all this shit anymore. And he like lives on some island, but again, that probably suits him, you know, tax wise as well. For a second there, when you said some island, for a second I heard that is Somalia, and I was like, that is a rash decision for Clays <laughs> for Clays <laughs> to be living in Somalia. Yeah, you know, st- starving people, famine, civil war, and he's there trying to flog faulty tourist deputies, doing the big, doing the walk, you know, up and down. <laughs> I love that. He's just moved over there. Um, uh, don't, don't mind this waiter. He's from Mogadishu. Um, yeah. I know I, I mean, maybe, smile, but... maybe maybe he just likes, you know, explorers and stuff, and he's keen to find out what the pirates over there are up to. <laughs> good guys, good guys. Somali. I mean, there is something like... Sorry, something... have you seen Captain Phillips, have you? Yes. About the Somali pirates. for Sunderland? Oh... <laughs> About the Somali pirates, of course I have. And what I like that Somalis are just still really into being pirates. Like everywhere else, a couple of hundred years ago, it was kind of like we don't really we don't really do this. Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like, they're like, nah, we're still we still like all that stuff. Like I'd like yeah. them to commit more. Like why do they not like have the big hats and you know a couple yeah. of eye patches? I would like them to be, you know, I don't like that they are being pirates. But they're wearing Air Max. You know, they're wearing Yeezys. Yeah. I don't like that part of it. If, if you're gonna be a pirate. Yeah, yeah, commit, commit to it. Chop your leg off. Get like a wooden stump, you know, glued on. Yeah. Go, go out, match. Get the plank on your ship. None of this AK forty-seven. No, 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 no. It's cheating. It's cheating. It's gotta be. <laughs> it's gotta be cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Although, what other, what other old-timey activities should still be around? Like, you know what I mean? Um, 
It would, I think it would be quite good to put like, you know, like minor criminals, like like uh, like shoplifters and stuff, like yeah. put them in the hands off. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, flogging. What's up when someone gets flogged? Flogging is uh, when they like some countries still do do this. To be fair, where they would like they tie you to a pillar and like literally whip the whip the shit out of you, like. I thought, okay, my mistake. I thought that was something a lot more lighthearted. Like, I thought if you were like flogged in public, it was like, you know, a comic book type thing. Yeah. Well, no, I thought you sort of sat on above like a big pool of water and some people threw wet sponges and tried to fuck you. Nah, nah. It'd be like, um, I know that they still do it in some like, like uh, Islamic countries, like, you know, you, you get flogged and you get so many smacks with a whip, like, you know, it's not great to be fair. Yeah, let's not bring that back. Why don't we bring back, um, I don't, like, I don't know, it's about, I, I've been listening to a podcast a lot about the Mayans um, and about, right. about the, Spa- the, well, also about the Spanish who went to Mexico, the Spanish uh, conquest in Mexico. Uh, yeah. That's very enjoyable. I don't think we should bring them back because they were fucking shit guys. But I enjoy that part of history and I would like to, I don't know if this is possible, I would like to witness, not the killings and all, but I'd like to like, I'd like to walk around for a day in that time. Yeah, I think uh, I've, I've always been uh, interested in like ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, like ancient Rome. And I, I like, and I studied ancient Greece and ancient Rome as well. But like, see, um, I watched this thing on Netflix the other day about this tomb in Egypt. I've started watching that too. Class. Yeah. Class. What about what about I the think... fact that it's such a sacred tomb? They're opening it after four thousand years, and the fella doing the digging is just like someone's mate. He's just like, well, yeah, he's just... I will find something here, Kevin, and his mate's like <laughs> dead it's on, like, fired up. There's a doctor. I enjoy that the guy who's educated sits on his hole and waits to be called when something happens. They come and get him and go, here, look at this. And he goes, wow, that's amazing. Uh, is there anything else in there, you lazy bastard? And then he goes and sits down again. And then... that's, that's like me with stand-up. I just sit on the sofa waiting for a call to go and do a gig. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed that the guy's name was Watchy, the guy whose who's it was. They're like, Watchy. And I was like, oh... If I was in Belfast, his name would have been Bougie. And then yeah. there was, there was, uh, how many times though? Do you ever like I'd be watching like an Egyptology documentary? How many times do you laugh at yourself when you think of the joke? Oh, mummy! Oh, like I do it. I laugh. I did that a bit times earlier. Oh, I, I wouldn't say I laugh because I had a really traumatic incident whenever I was in primary school and we were learning about Egyptian mummies and embalming and all that kind of thing. Right. And uh, I think I was in like, you know, P3, P4. And I started crying in class, but I didn't think anyone saw me, but they did. And the teacher asked me why I was upset. And I said, because what if someone did that to my mommy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I know. I thought it was something that still happened. Um, I think I I definitely, like, I'm going to sound like a psychopath here. I think mummification is good crack in terms of like no. I I have I don't want to be cremated but I also don't want to be buried. I have like FOMO that is unbelievable. Like fear do you know, fear isn't it? Yeah do I'd you want to do buried above the ground, you know, like in a like you want to do like a like a Ferris Bueller's day off kind of thing. Like you want to be No, weekend of Bernie's. Sorry weekend of Bernie's. Yeah. 
I would love to do a Ferris Bueller's Day Off thing that I used to do a lot. Just caught tapes. Go on the beak. Ferris Ferris Bueller's Day on the beak. (laughs) (laughs) He's just hanging about Castle Court. (laughs) Um, Look, I I don't know. I just look like I'm pretty, I'm a good guesser, right? I'm very good at like guessing stuff. And I'm very good at just like sometimes I'm wrong. And a lot of times I don't get it right, but I'm very good at just going, I have a feeling that this thing's going to happen. Like a lot of the time I'll watch a football match on TV and I'll, I don't gamble or bet. So I, I'll call it yeah. in the house and I'll go, this could be 2-1 or 3-0 or 5-4. Yeah. And then it will be on a lot of other scores. And it always is one of the scores. Yeah. If I put my hand on my heart, I think, and guess what? Do you know what my resting heart rate is? What? 46. That's class, isn't that great? Well, it's bordering on too low, but it's good for now while I'm alive. Um, Yeah, that's great. Mine is probably about double that because I am a man of girth. So that's great. (laughs) I've the rest of an Olympic sprinter at work, you know? That's that's what it's going to say on your tomb in West Belfast. Here lies Kieran Bartlett, man of girth. Or not here lies, here stands. Because you want to keep standing up. Um, I think... I think here's what's going to happen. I think Biden's going to win. I think Trumpy is going to go because he's already said this. Trump's basically said, "Here, if I don't win the election, I'm staying here." He's like, "I'm, I'm probably just going to still be president." I think that will happen because of the mail invoked thing. So I think what's going to happen is Biden wins, and then he's like, "I get to be president," and Trump goes, "Nah, I'm, st- I'm staying on." You know, like when. Like Biden has his pound down for the pool table and <laughs> Trump will have finished his game, but then I think Trump is just going to ignore Biden's <laughs> pound and just keep playing frames. That's exactly it. That's a good analogy. Here, do you remember the pool table in uh, in Rathlin? Oh, yeah, of course. I cleaned and, up. And do, you remember, do you remember, like, we've been we've been all playing all for ages and then do you remember when we tried to, like, push the button in? The whole, the whole thing that holds the button in just came out, like that whole yeah. mechanism. Just came out. We were able to play a couple of free games. I was like, I was like, well, see things like that where you're like you're basically diddling a business out of like fifty p. That those are like some of the greatest moments in my life. But only when it happens in a way that you didn't actually actively mean it to happen. At one hundred percent. I not really the same. But whenever I was in school, there was this in the PE <clears> department. <throat> there was this vending machine that nobody went. I don't even know why I was there. It was like pear drinks and like different wee fruit drinks. Yeah. Um, but there was like a Coke machine, so everybody just went and got Coke and Fanta and all that. Yeah. But this pear machine, I walked past it one day, and I was in like third or fourth year, and did a very young school guy thing of pulling down that you know when you put your money in, there's a wee metal thing you, to get your money back. Yeah, I didn't put any money in. I walked past it, and just for the sake of it, because I was a young guy, and young guys like to do this Optimism. kind of thing, push down the metal thing. As I walk, I I hear a ting. I go back, I look in, 50p. Great I times. It out. I take it out, I'll go to class, I go to PE. On my way out of PE, swear to God, I go, nah, it's not going to happen again. I hit the thing, tring, 50p. I realized that if you, and here's the mistake I made, I told other people about this, so they claimed yeah. it out. I realized then if you put 50p in and ask for your thing back, it would give you two 50p's. Oh wow! I sh- I must have made six seven pound. 
and and when you're in like third form, whatever, that's like the yeah. talk shops. The talk shops getting absolutely emptied. So, um, yeah. so fiver fiver would have made like you'd have been making mates if you had a fiver spend the talk shop or no? Well, no, yeah, it would like yeah it's, only the a fiver's worth of astro belts will feed a hundred people. Like you know what I mean? I don't know anyone who's ever approaching the talk shop with paper money. I mean, I, that was I just dream stuff. Of stories, right? Hang on, right? You've inspired me. Here's a story. Here's a story about a vending machine in my school, right? In 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 Aquinas, right? There was a vending machine. There was a, a like a, a chocolate bar vending machine and a Coke machine outside the assembly hall, and the same on the other side at the gym. This is yep. in the old school building, and uh, the ones the ones at the gym were just like a bit older and a bit shitter. And um, anyway. The the Coke machine there, it did a thing on the last on the last lilt, right? And if if, it, if there was two tins of lilt left and you went to get a tin of lilt, you got you got nothing. But then if you were the next person after that person, yeah. you got both, right? Yeah. So the thing to do was to hit that up after you'd seen somebody raging out at the machine, quickly run over, get yourself that double lilt. Oh my god, right? And then the other the other story, paper money. There was a guy in my year at school, I won't name him, who used to come in with a fiver. He used to get a fiver every day. And I was going Hey, who's his dad? Bill Gates? I know I'm going, that is twenty-five noob a week, right? I'm I'm getting handed like, you know, I, I used to get our uh my mom used to give me like the the last like fifteen quid the family allowance or whatever was my that's your boss money and pocket money and everything. I got a quid. I got a quid. My 15 quid did me for the week, but that was, like I say, my boss was like, it probably worked out that I had about 150 a day left over, right? Because the boss decent, was a decent. Of Great times, but right? Can I just say, can I just say, did rough for one second? Because I have a lot of people who listen to this podcast that are, that are a lot younger than us. They're probably yeah. thinking 150, well, that's going to get you like a can of Coke and a chocolate bar. No. Back whenever you and I were at school, a can of Coke was about 35p and chocolate yeah. bars were 30, maybe a wee 30, bit more. 30, 40p, yeah. So you, 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 I mean, I definitely would have been able to get two drinks and like a bounty or something or two drinks and a, at least. a gallon of caramel. Yeah. And, and, then, um, and then maybe make it up with some penny chews and stuff, but continue. Yeah, I would have got, I would have got, Um, I used to get chingum every morning as well. You're wasting uh, your money. You're an idiot. I'm sorry. But I never, I never wanted... I was very conscious that I never wanted to have breath at school. Uh, it was just one of those things. People are just going to go, oh, your breath? Yeah, I and went to an old boys' school, so I didn't care. But... You, could, you couldn't, you'd have got slagged the shit. The shit would have been ripped out of you in our school. Uh, so, um, yeah, I just, but this guy used to come in with fiver, and he literally used to, like, try to use that money to, like, get friends. He was, he was, he was a feeder. That's what he was. He was a feeder. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like he just, he just had a wee trough, beckoning yeah. over, just stick your he head. He sort of be like, you know, I'll just say, I'm going to the talk shop here. Does anybody want uh, Astro Pulse? You'd be like, I oh, give me fifty of them out of your. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Astro Pulse were fucking amazing. We didn't, we didn't actually have a proper talk shop though. The whole time, we, we, we I think it started when I was in about second or third year, like raise money for a trip to America for some kids. And then they kept it on for like a year and then it stopped. Which was we, had a, we had a guy 
there was a guy who ran our tuck shop and then one day he fell over and then he like he just fell but like badly and I remember it was just like it, it, it the tuck shop was looted like he fell and he hadn't even hit the ground and people were just whatever they could grab and then oh shit he fell over and then when he was hurt people like there's a, there was a run on the tuck shop. Oh my god! Well, no, it was like anyone who was already in the queue was reaching over to be like, "You all right, mate?" No, and then like, but yeah. at the same time, taking strawberry laces and it's stuff. All right, mate. Fair, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking every flan saucer you've got. Yeah, I didn't like. Fl- See, I think you're a flare guy in terms of the tuck shop. Like I'm sustenance. Like I'm I'm getting myself a Mars bar. I'm getting myself like McCoys. I'm I'm looking for stuff that's going to last me a little bit longer during the day because I was take every day I'm taking uh-huh. in like. Looking back on it now, horrific. But at the time, you think it's fine. I a ham sandwich every day. I would need. I you can pay me to eat ham, now, right? So I made a ham sandwich, a pity faloo, and also one pity faloo was done in one scoop. If you're, a I enjoy that you call it a, a pity faloo. Yeah, well, what what is it called? Petty. Petty, but it, it just makes me laugh that a pity faloo is what I would call it if I was sitting eating six of them by myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> A pity faloo party. Um, yeah. I would have a ham sandwich, a pity faloo, uh, a drink, like a fruit shoot or something, and then a biscuit out of the biscuit tin. Looking back, that was lazy. Talk to me, about, talk me about the best biscuits out of the biscuit tin. Do you know what was you, what you never would have picked, but when you got it, you would go, this is fucking brilliant, but you would never choose to get it? What? A gold biscuit. A gold bar? Yes. <laughs> How excited did you get? Mate, I be, but I, I, you're going, oh, you wouldn't pick this, mate. If there was fucking gold bars in my house, I was making them into a powder to fucking snort them. I loved them. No, what I mean is, it, it would, it wasn't, it wasn't a box office biscuit. But when you got it, you really enjoyed it. Like we're, t- okay, if, we're talking, know, if we're talking box office, we're talking penguins. Right. See, no, penguins see, were I, the Jim Carrey of the nineties. I think it, they I were think, in everything. I think penguins are. I think penguins are like a squad player of a biscuit, whereas like a, a gold bar is like Henrik Larsson coming to United. You know what I mean? Like somebody comes in, don't, does the job, but you don't always see it. Don't get me wrong. You know, I thought pe- you were going to say. Go ahead. I thought you were going to say. You know, you know, like uh, I thought you just the way you were talking. I thought you were going to say like a biscuit that you never choose, but like if you get it, you're like, I oh, see these are great. Do you remember those ones? And they were like. They look like a normal biscuit, but they've got like a wee bit of sugar on the top of them, and they'll have like raisins in them. It's a real granny biscuit. Oh, no. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly then, what you're talking about now. They're like go ahead or something. I remember yeah. them. I, I, no, I didn't. I didn't. Really, I, I, I didn't really fuck. No, I didn't. Sorry, fuck what whenever I was a kid, but um, I just love the name of that. Go ahead. It's like somebody going go ahead, be a fat cunt. You know don't I mean? get Sorry. me wrong. If a penguin doesn't come with a joke on it, no, you're not selling. There, a penguin on it. Like if I was sent it, if for some reason, if my mum and dad were sick and took the penguin out of the wrapper and gave it to me in its own little sandwich bag, I never would have went home. But because the Here's penguin one. had the joke, you liked it. There was there was a time when my my brothers went to university in England, but there was a time when one of them was home for a while and. Uh, he took like a year out and he was home when I was still going to school then but he hadn't been for a couple of years anyway he he um he was sort of looking after me a wee bit 
around that time because my, my dad wasn't well. My mum was sort of looking after my dad. And um, he uh, he started, like, he, he would give me, like, a Belfast bap for my lunch. But it would just be the bap buttered and, like, like packed into, like, tinfoil. Actually a great lunch, probably, right? You know what 100%. I mean? 100%. I'm no one, problem with that. One time, one time he, he shouts up to me in the morning, here, I've left you a bap there and a couple of Kit Kats. I'll see you later. And I was like, that's a fucking great time. And he left. I come down the stairs. I look around. I just see the bap. No Kit Kats. Stick it into my, into my bag on my way, right? Lunchtime comes around. Buy it into the bap. And he put my Kit Kats into the bap, still wrapped. And I like bit through the paper and the tinfoil. Why, why, why would he do that? Just because he's a dick. Like he did it, he did it thinking he was being funny. Do you know what? Uh, when it came out, speaking of Kit Kats, right? And obviously we'll talk, we're talking about this because this is the US election special. Speaking of Kit Kats, see whenever Kit because Kit Kat were just doing Kit Kats and everyone's like, okay, you can do the two finger or the four finger wide Kit Kat. That's fine. You're... Yeah. When the chunk, what I'm saying is when the chunky came out, people, I think a lot of people doubted the concept of the chunky. Oh, we're just doing one big Kit Kat finger. Everyone's like, oh, it sounds shit. And then what I think they did was they really reinforced the actual solid chocolate bits of it. Yeah, they did. And I honestly think the Kit Kat Chunky is one of the best bars of the 21st century. It is. It is. What is Simple your favorite? My favorite. If I, if I was going to buy a chocolate bar, funnily enough, I don't do it very often. I would, I'm, a, I'm a crisp guy. So you mean to say you're a Christian? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm a born again crisp guy and uh <laughs> i uh i prefer a crisp or a savory snack the sweet one having said that for me the whisper gold stands head and shoulders oh yeah yeah right here's the thing you know i don't i'm not a, a dairy guy right yeah um, so i haven't bought a chocolate bar in probably about six years but yeah. and i i strictly don't have chocolate but if I was like, fuck it, I'm having... Now, because we've mentioned it, I'd have a Kit Kat Chunky and I'd put it in the fridge. But Some people like chocolate out of the fridge. I love it. I don't mind. Fridge. I don't mind. But here, here's what I... If if you're offering me anything, I'm going to bend the rules a bit. And I would go back to... Do you remember when Dairy Milk Caramels used to have the wee bunny on the bar and there were yellow yeah, bars? Yeah. Is it because you fancied the bunny? Yep. She, she was... She was um, she confused a lot of boys. <laughs> she was confused, and I'm confused trying to describe her now. One time yeah. I went to, um, I was at a family wedding in Glasgow, and we stayed in this place called the Thistle Hotel. And yeah. I went down to use the swimming pool, and the guy working there was like, do you want a chocolate bar? And I was like, do I have to suck your dick? And he goes, no, we do was free. Was well karma? Yeah, but it was boost. <laughs> Remember Boost Bar, but it was a Boost Garana or something or Guyana. It was like Boost with wee bits of a Boost chocolate bar, and inside the like the bar were like wee bits of biscuit, wee tiny bits of biscuit, and it was honestly one of the. It was a green bar. Let let me Google it. It was one of the best chocolate bars I ever had. Here's a fairly little known story about me. Boost Garana. I I choked on a Boost one time, and it nearly killed me. So I have never had one again. I think I've only ever had one boost in my entire life. But I and think it'll be okay. I don't think it was the boost that... It, it was a malignant presence within the boost, mate. I bit into it, 
and when I went to swallow it, part of it just went down the wrong way and like nearly killed me. Um, so I have, I've never had another one. Isn't that what? Sorry, what a, what a fat boy's story that is as well. <laughs> I choked on a boost. You know I mean, I mean, if you I, if you had died, what a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So let's uh, let's finish by talking a little bit quickly about Trumpy. So what's you, what's your feeling on this? How do you think it's going to go? And how do you think it's the aftermath is going to play out? I hope I hope he loses um, for the good of the planet. But um, I don't know. I think I think he will lose. I, that is what I think will happen, based on stuff that I've been reading. Having said that, I read a lot of stuff last time and it misled me. So I'm very, I'm very on the fence about what is going to happen. But I hope either way that whatever happens, that they kind of realize the whoever wins realizes the responsibility of actually being more presidential than he has been in the last few years. And the fact that, yes, when you win an election, you are defeating somebody and you're defeating their voters in a way, but you still got to represent those people. I mean, I don't think he's done a good job of representing people who didn't vote for him. So that's what I hope happens, that whoever wins will do a better job. But uh, it's it's weird. Politics there is weird. Politics I think here he's gonna is so bad. You think he will win? I think he will win because this is a feeling based on nothing. It was all like Biden's got it. Biden's ahead in the polls. And it feels like the worst time for Biden, for Trump to just have this momentum coming into the final day. I think there might be some people that were on the fence or some Trump voters that were going to vote for Biden are maybe going to watch that, that, oh, he's now got all this momentum. And maybe they'll, they'll just naturally subconsciously go, let's just go with this flow, this momentum here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know, but either way, either way, um, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be very, very interesting. Yeah, and, I'm, uh, going to watch, I'm going to watch some stuff tonight, and then I'm not staying up, and I'll watch, I'll watch some stuff in the morning, and hopefully, yeah, get a, a picture on it, and hopefully it's a, a more positive one than than what it was last time, you know. Yeah. All right, bro. I got to pee so bad. So um, so I'm going to wrap yeah. this up. But you and I were chatting. All I'm going to say to listeners is if stand-up gigs come back in December around Christmas time, I'm going to put a load of shows on, probably in the limelight, and someone else on the Zoom might be joining me for some shows. That's all I'm saying, because we talked on the live podcast that you joined us for about maybe getting back into performance. Yeah. So there you go. All right, I'm going to go pee. Thank you very much. Right. Cheers, mate. Have a good Cheers, week. Guys. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Bye.